Hello everybody, Faisal Talpur here once again. Today I am going to tell you a story. Um, a story of a client um, who I got on board about two years ago. And he came to me um, saying that, you know, he is extremely stressed. Um, he has got uh, about three factories that he runs. He's got factories in London, he's got factories in UAE. Um, and obviously he is extremely busy, but at the same time he's very stressed and he just cannot uh, look into sorting problems out. And some of these problems that he's been trying to solve have been ongoing forever. So I said, okay, not to worry, let's just have a look at what's going on. Um, so, you know, he hired me as a consultant and um, I went in and, 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 and I had a good look around as to what was going on. Uh, to my amazement, now this guy had been in, by, by then he had been in business for 30 years. So now it's been 32 years he's been in business. Um, and just in London alone, he employs about 30 people. Then of course he's got, uh, like I said, factories in UAE and, and, and what have you. Um, and what I found very strange was he was still running the operation as if he was a one-man band right um and more 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 um shocking than that was that he had actually about 30 years ago when he started to become a company when he started to actually you know put this business together he started running this as a business he put up this factory and 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 what have you but he had not come out of that one man band thinking and um he had all these people working for him and naturally he was of course so much stressed because he was doing all the possible work that he possibly could himself right um, he had trust issues going on with the staff he had um, uh, uh, work issues going on with the staff he had all sorts of issues going on with the staff and some of the staff by the way had been with him for between seven to ten years right on average um, so this was not literally new staff who had who had walked into um, yes into his company yesterday. So I sat down with him. I understood what was going on, um, and obviously he had all these issues. And then I sat down with the staff. Um, the staff had a very opposite and a very different story to tell. And the story was very simple. It was we are not given enough liberty to do anything, right? Uh, we are micromanaged. Uh, on every level on every front um, and that is why we feel that we do not we, we are not even given the confidence and if obviously the boss is not giving us the confidence we feel we are not good enough we are not capable and hence you know we slack at work our work is not good enough either so I, I went back to the to, to my client the boss and I said you know this is what your staff had to say uh, obviously you know he was not happy to listen to what uh, I had to say to him so we sat down and we had on numerous occasions over a period of about six months or so, I had good sit downs with him and, and you know, decent chats with him. And we managed to obviously, uh, you know, uh, change his thinking. We managed to change the staff's thinking. I had some meetings where the staff and the boss were literally having a face to face, you know, addressing their concerns, addressing their issues, which was really, really fun. Um, so, you know, so that's what it was, but you know, that's how, obviously that's one of the ways how you sort, you know, differences out between people and how people are working with each other. So that was done. But I tell you what really, um, 
made that company function so i actually was called into a very dysfunctional factory or a manufacturing business if you want to call it um, and what made it functional over a period of 12 months was is what i'm going to give you now so the first thing that the boss had to do was come out of his um, key man dependency concept so he had to actually genuinely dedicate the work uh, and delegate the work to others to do right so he had these 30 people working for him I said to him I said listen you know what is going on right now is that you've employed these 30 people but you are working for them they are not working for you right uh, which I think uh, you know uh, hit home uh, you know this this very thing me telling him that listen it seems to be you seem to be working for them rather than the other way around so that was one of the things and then what we did next was we then sat down and we then chalked out a plan of action whereby what was his task tasks to do right uh, and what were the rest of the 30 people in the company supposed to be doing and that was not an easy thing to overcome because anything and everything was a hodgepodge right so uh, nobody had any clear defined tasks nobody had a sense of understanding of who needs to do what nobody thought that this is where uh, this is exactly what their jurisdiction is and this is what they should be actually doing and anything beyond or anything you know after that is not what they should be doing and that should be actually carried on by the next person in the queue right so I tell you the, 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 the best way to perhaps overcome and by the way this is just one example of this particular client of mine I have seen since the last two or three years um, I have seen a lot of people uh, exactly with the same problem so they tend to think that they are the CEOs of the companies they are the owners of the companies um, the reason I say they tend to think is because they certainly don't behave like them right uh, they still are literally working as slave labor within their own firm, right? Worse than some of the people who are working for them, right? Um, which is not the way it's meant to be, right? I mean, a clear distribution of work is extremely important, right? Um, and then you have got this other issue of they just think that they are the best. I, I'm talking about the bosses. Um, and they just think that the staff is just not good enough no matter how many years they have been with them no matter how good they have proven themselves to be uh, no matter how much experience they have got uh, and they seem to have proven again and again and again and again and again and irrespective of that the boss is not having it so uh, the understanding of this or the nut or crux of the matter is that the boss has got to change he has got to give out um, and and put trust into um, you know the staff that they are working that he's it's it's no point him having those people working for him if he cannot trust them number one number two if he can put some trust in them then he should be able to delegate where he takes his hands off right delegate does not mean you say you ask somebody to do something and then you continue to micromanage him right you might as well do it yourself right so if you have got the trust in staff of course it all boils down to whether you've hired the right staff if you've recruited the right staff right that's backtracking a little and if you have hired and recruited the right staff 
and you can put trust in the staff, then you should allocate and delegate and dedicate the work in a way that you should give them some sense of authority, some, some, some sense of realization, some sense of power, and you define their jurisdiction as to within what they are supposed to be performing and doing what, what and what not, right? Um, and it is very simple, right? And it literally, like I said, boils down to, um, you know, how clear the tasks have been defined without the organization. So I'll give you my formula of how to run organizations in the most smooth way possible, so how you can streamline work, how you can streamline workflow, right, uh, without treading on anybody's toes, without causing stress to anybody, for anybody. And this is where, and by the way, if you're a three-man company, this works. If you are a, a, a thousand people company and if you have got different departments doing different things, this uh, uh, technique still works, right? Uh, so here it is. First and foremost, you've got to define the workflow. So the workflow has got to be right from A to Z, what the company does, right? In a straight linear logical format, right? Uh, it has to be a step-by-step -step directional um, uh, process map of what it does from A all the way through to the end. Now, when you have done that, then the next thing you do is you then allocate who is supposed to be doing what. However, there is a precursor, a pre-step to this. Who is supposed to be doing what comes from the job, the very job description that these people have or should have who are working for you, right? Now, if you have confused job descriptions, if you're not very clear on what you are, what you are giving these people to do, then it is coming to a point of, uh, you know, uh, uh, it is coming to a point of, um, to the point of, sorry, um, got slightly distracted there. It is coming to a point of how are you actually literally defining different roles for these people? And they, the roles have got to be defined as compared as, as per, you know, their skill set and what they have been hired to do. Now, I do appreciate in small companies, sometimes the roles overlap. However, even the overlap should be defined, should be well-defined. So every single person who is, uh, you know, a functional part of the company um, has got to know what he or she should be doing from A to Z, right? Once those roles are defined, then those roles can then be plugged in to the streamline and the workflow of the process that the company is taking to get the job done for a client from A to Z, right? Be it a manufacturing company, be it a service, be it a, you know, a product delivery, whatever it is, right? So I, I, I'll repeat, you have got to define A to Z exactly what uh, needs to be done, uh, uh, you know, or what your company is doing as a function. Then you have got to define the job rules of every single person who is working in your company and what they are supposed to be doing very clearly. Um, and also, you know, you have got to, when you're defining job roles, it is important to also define for each and every person, you know, uh, when they get something going and when they get uh, the authority to engage in something and when they have got to hand it over to the next person. 
So this is the second thing. And once you have defined this, then you have got to put them in the right place as to where they come into the picture in the whole scenario of uh, the workflow, right? Um, if you are able to do this, and if you uh, are able to put trust uh, you know, in your colleagues, in your staff, in your team members, in your different departments, then there is no reason why your organization uh, uh, cannot run um, as a very well-oiled machine, right? Um, and, I, I, and I feel this is what seems to be lacking with a lot of companies, right? Uh, where everybody is just going in circles, right? Chasing their own tail without realizing what needs to be actually done. And this actually also takes away the productivity, right? Uh, because because the tasks are not clearly defined, right? Everybody knows they have got to pick up the phone. Everybody knows they've got to answer the email. Everybody knows they've got to uh, perhaps, you know, fill the performa form to, 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 to answer the, answer the uh, you know, the, the, the product queries, right? Uh, and which is why nobody is, has got a clear understanding of what they should be doing. I hope um, today's video has made some sense uh, and I hope uh, this is going to also, uh, you know, uh, make, give you a little bit of understanding of how workflows and processes should be set in a company. Um, for now, um, thank you very much. Uh, my name is Faisal Talpur. Uh, feel free to visit my website, which is faisaltalpur.com. Thank you very much once again, guys. Adios.